I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burf Barf. Barf. you. Welcome this back. This week? This week on Burp Barf, we have a shitload of things to say, so we're going to say them as fast as we possibly can within one hour. And you can't, be- you won't even <laughs> believe it based on how fast we're talking, but we've already been talking nonstop for 30 minutes because we each have like a release valve of like things that we store that Dude. we have to talk about. And if we haven't gotten together to talk for approximately four hours or more, then the next time we see each other, it's like, oh, by the way, by the way, and, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I saw this, and this happened to me. I mean... Oh it's God. actually, it's like the meaning of burf barf. It's yes. like what it means to burf barf. barf. Yeah. yeah, it's like you have to purge yourself of all of the information that you've stirred up, emotional and logistical, yeah. and like literally like what you had for breakfast, uh-huh. what how work was. Yeah. When that stuff piles up, it gets heavy, man. Yeah. I don't know how other people friends, but this is how we friends. This is how we friends. Like we run. All information. To the extent. <laughs> to the limit. To the limit. Take it to the limit. We ring it all the way out to every last drop. Like, how were your morning BMs? They were great. <laughs> how are yours? Thanks. Better after a massage. Oh, I bet. It's funny that you say this. And, you know, whatever. It's just you and I talking. Uh, my two massages ago, she asked me, like, how my BMs have been, and I thought, like, uh, I don't, what, I was curious as to why she asked, but mm-hmm. by some black magic of acupuncture or whatever, yeah. I think I pooped four times that day, so I was like, Oh, what? so she got it all moving guess, the right way. Which, as she asked me, I was like, I guess not good now that I think about it. Aren't you supposed to start at the appendages and go towards the heart? Does she, like, start at the heart and then, like, squeeze all your poop so down she's, through your No, legs? so she's very targeted on what I'm like, these are my ouchies. This and this, oh. and she does ouchies. So she must think that it's a general release of toxins then? I guess. I'm, apparently my ouchies are full of poop, so, you know, my, <laughs> my, traps, work being, my traps being sore, poop. poop. <laughs> They're just loaded with poop. <laughs> Hashtag keep running gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is that is our new theme. Yeah. Uh, keep a lookout for some new possible swag. Hashtag yeah. keep running gross. Yeah. I think we just like that saying because we're just kind of gross women. I mean, yeah, we whatever. just don't want a lot. I mean, I think the essence of it is that we would like to be the girls in the cute outfit that matches with mm-hmm. like the really short shorts and the cute little compression knee highs. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to be good at what you do, you have to wear dumpies. Mm-hmm. You're going to sweat, you're going to bleed, and you're going to look like a ding-dong yep. by the time you're done. And you're going to pee on your shoes a little bit you sometimes. You are definitely... Yeah. I peed... Well, that will come up today. <laughs> but we'll review our Mohican recap. Yeah. I definitely peed... like. As though the shoe was the thing my pee was targeted yeah, yeah, at yeah. only. Oh, good. I peed yes. fully into the shoe until the shoe was I mean, filled. guys are always peeing at something. Why yeah. can't we women pee, pee into our right into shoe our while, while, ru- while running a 50-mile race? Yeah, <laughs> 50 so. 50-mile race. Mohican 50. So Mohican 50. Our first 50. Yes, which is funny. So like, uh, And I don't know that I've... I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I don't know that I've wrapped my head around... How I feel about 50 miles is a distance. Oh, really? Yeah, but, uh, so it's worth noting. I have. (laughs) It's worth noting the 50 mile, uh, Mohican 50 is part of the, is one of the distances offered at the Mohican weekend. Right. So like. Marathon 50 and and the 100. And the 100. And unlike some other events, for better or worse, it, the volume of runners is spread pretty equally across all of them. I feel it like is. there was it 150 is. some people in, all in like each distance, totally. which is pretty cool. Totally. And the 100 milers started at 5 a.m., the 50 milers start at 6 a.m., and then the marathon starts at noon. You might as well just punch yourself in the face and throw up. 
I don't know why anyone would start a marathon at the heat of the day. Which, actually, so my husband Andy did it, and he... He uh, felt great. Yeah, he really? liked it. Really? I was being silly. No, he liked it. He, okay. And he ran it in six and a half hours. Which is, which is it's really, really awesome. It's really good. And he uh, ran with Travis, the entire Travis Lloyd, the oh, entire time. Travis, Travis got a little post. So schmoopy pants, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. I know that you probably don't listen to this, Travis, but you're the cutest man alive. <laughs> so, and Travis even felt yucky towards the end, and Andy has hypothesized that they could have run sub six had the, had the like heat not really taken over. But, wow. Uh, back to our event. Who cares about yeah, other people? Forget about your husband. Um, this what uh, we did. So this event for me uh, was primarily to be a qualifier for running Angeles Crest 100. Didn't know so, that. Yeah, I, I did. Yes. you told me. Yes. I just don't know everything yeah. that I know. So AC 100 requires that you run a 50 miler essentially between August. Really? Like within the 12 months prior to the oh, event. Oh, to show that you can do what you yes. do this year? It's yes. not even like a 100 qualifier to say, like, in my history, I can do no. a hundo. It is recently. That's so very unique. It, it is. So it's a 50 mile, and it's not really a qualifier because you don't have to do it prior no, to applying. No, it's a prerequisite. Yes. Thank you. And you also have to do eight hours of trail work, which I always think is cool. Very cool. A lot of West Coast races do that. I'm into that. But my whole vibe for this event was like... Uh, like, have a good time. Yeah. Push kind of hard. Yep. And uh, be able to get back to training for AC without much incident. Yeah. And really just kind of like going with the flow, which is not my MO. No. At all. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Beginning with, we're driving there on 71 North, and I was like, great. Okay, let's talk logistics. Uh, what campsite did you get? And she was like, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. And if you ever met Anne Lang and read one of her geek sheets, you would know that she booked it six months in advance on a typical race. Yeah. And yeah. decided she would wing it. I think I bet her $1,000 that every single campsite would be booked. <laughs> and we called on the way there, and they're like, well, we have like three left, but they're on 33. You will not like them. Didn't not 33. The front, did no, the on three. Yeah. yeah. Did the front desk lady she say? She said, you will not like them. I was <laughs> like, what? She was like, they're cheap and they're available, but I'm telling you, it's on the road. You're not going to like it. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. I have to say, the road noise was not a problem. No, it wasn't. The problem was four bleeping suburban women standing by the porta john that was five feet from our tent door going, and I, I should say, so both of us were wearing earplugs and a buff over our our faces to we like block out sound. Everything we like, could. We and I am I am the lowest maintenance sleeper ever. Like oh, I'm half asleep, asleep right now. Upside down in a like a shitty airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is narcoleptic. She yeah. slept in every place that I've ever not slept, and I've stared at her longingly, <laughs> wishing that I was sleeping. So many places. And we, so we went to sleep at like, it was like eight forty the night before. Eight, we were like doing it. Yeah, we got a little bit of drinks in us, a little yeah. bit of beans and yeah. rice, and like, we're gonna just go right to bed. out of everything. And we went to sleep, and then we both just happened to wake up like 
on the nose at 10.15 to just, like, shoot murderous looks at one another, <laughs> meaning other people. Because, you know when you get really tired and you're trying to go to sleep and you, like, know who what's keeping you awake? Oh, yeah. Like, and you just want to get in somebody's face so and just scream yeah, and just be like, your rage. Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Shut up! I'm yeah. trying to sleep in here! Your rage is so acute. And, like, it what again, it wasn't the road noises. It wasn't people playing music or playing, no. like, cornhole. It was just people going to the bathroom, slamming the porter potty door because it had this super heavy spring on it. Yeah, and that's when <laughs> Anne cracked. Yeah. She snippity snapped at about 10.15. She got out of the tent without saying anything, and she didn't come back for a long time, and I thought, that's it. Anne left. She went home. She hates this. She hates everything. She's gone. She's sleeping in the car, or she walked to a hotel. She comes back in, and she's like, I caught the spring at the port of John, and I was like, that's fucking genius, man. You're I'm a sorry. mad, mad genius. I'm sorry for destroying private property, but it, it was, was worth it. It was horrible. It was, it. it was like gunshots, like every time somebody <laughs> went to the bathroom. And like, I don't even fault people going to the bathroom, obviously. Like, you come out, and the door would like slam behind them. Um, I do not fault those people. I do, however, fault, fault the, the guy. The ding dong. There was some ding dong that went in and puked in the porter potty in the middle of the night. What's wrong with you? So, uh, okay, you're the Mohican wilderness. Yes, like what? Like these people are idiots. One, I don't know if you're all like city folk. Like these were not all. These were not people associated with the race or people who are racing. Yeah. But if I'm feeling so bad that I want to throw up, I sure as shit. <laughs> Pun intended. I'm not gonna stick my face in a bowl full of blue water <laughs> and poop with turds floating in it to throw up. And then they had the audacity to not even just puke in there, but they to puke all, all over. It. So, so why? Why yeah, go so even race go in morning, there? We get up at like five, five, 4:45. Yeah, something like get that. Get up at 4:45. And I go over to the Portageon, which is like a three-foot walk, and she's getting her, you know, outfit ready and stuff. And I come back, and I was like, I can't do my race poops. And she's like, Why? I was like, Because the entire Portageon is covered in throw up. Like, good <laughs> lord, thanks. Like, it's okay for you to put your puke in the woods, but it's not okay for me to poop near family. Yeah. So you <laughs> fucked this up for me. You you took away my choice. You took away. My poop choice. My poop, my choice. My poop, my choice. Protest. <laughs> Mohican wilderness. I just, yeah, so like, uh, somehow, when we woke up the morning, in the morning, we I, were think, okay. I think we decided to be shitty about it for like 11 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, now we're just going to can that up. Because yeah, we just shook it off. I think we both somehow managed to just go like, from like, totally being asleep to just being awake and furious and then falling fast asleep and then waking up and being furious. So in the morning it was like, I feel like maybe I actually got enough sleep and just happened to be interrupted by brief periods of rage. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But we got to the start line and we were in good spirits and we saw some people we knew, which was kind of fun. Um, the breathing that you hear in the background is just my new dog fighting my old dog um, in a game we like to call Battle Dogs, which goes on. <laughs> Basically all day and all night. So long, Battle Dogs. Yeah. Uh, got to the race start, ensured that we, in the first... In perfect timing. I should say. Perfect timing. I will yeah. give us credit yeah. for that. We got there at, like, the race started at 6, and I think we walked up to the starting line at, like, 5.53. It was perfect. Yeah. And then we ensured that in the first mile and a half that we would make it to the very back of the conga line. Yes. We could have done better. There were still a few people behind us. There were, us. like, three people behind us. <laughs> That's... So... Well, there were two power walkers. Yeah. And... Uh, 
two ladies, a mom-daughter combo wearing Jansport backpacks. Yeah. Good on you, mates, mm-hmm. for trying something new. So the course starts with, because I have, you know, despite all that I run, I have no real gauge for distance. It starts with what? A mile and a half of road. That's what I was going to say. Okay, it starts with a mile and a half of road, and people just tend to go faster. They do. Because it's on road, and uh, both of us have had experience running Burning River, whether it's the 100 or doing the relay, and with that course starting, like, uh, with, I think it's eight miles of road. Yeah, seven and a half. People go nuts. Yeah. And luckily, Laura and I both had, well, I take that back. I was going to say, I had a... I ran that part really slow when I did Burning River, mm-hmm. and it really served me well. I think I ended up like fifth female or something. Yeah. And I was literally, like statistically, not like based on feel, I think I was the fourth to last person to go through the first aid station and then ended up fifth female or something like this that. This is how it works, y'all. Um, I think you you had a baller relay I, leg. I burned out my brains on the first yeah. 25. I was with Amanda Mowry, who is insanely fast yeah and i was like talking and talking and i was like ha, ha, we're going 958 this is crazy holy shit and we ran for like five or six miles together yeah you had us i just remember being like what? i wish i knew what the time was but i i also ran with a famous ultra runner john who is maybe from australia or new zealand i'm making a weird face that means i don't know and i can't help you you're on yeah, your yeah, own. yeah. But he's done he's done Tahoe and he's done several um, stage races and multi days. Okay. Um, and I ran with him and he was going really fast. Too. Okay. So what so, are we talking about? So, so we're, we're talking about race. Re, we're talking about road Great. introductions to courses. We're talking about strategies so, and long races. Yes. That start so with flat I pavement. know that like even when you start with road, you still it it's not like it's two separate races. You still run your ultra shuffle pace, or mm-hmm. at least I do. Mm-hmm. So for the first mile and a half, like I. Uh, Oh, and I should say the overall plan was what we ended up talking about on the last episode, which is mm-hmm. it's a two-loop course. The first loop, keep it under my heart rate target, mm-hmm. which is 145, which may sound high to some of you, but for me, like, 145 is, like, if I were to do a push-up right now, I think it would be, <laughs> like, 198. Um, That's true. So the goal is first loop, keep my heart rate under 145 for the most part. Second loop, keep it chill for the first half and then turn it up a tiny bit for the last yeah. half of the second loop. Mm. So so it was like executed. I don't really, yeah, I was like I really don't care if people are going faster on the road like I still just need no. to sh- and we shuffled hard. It, was, it felt so good. <laughs> we always have this problem where we assume that one of us either is mad at the other or is like wishing that the other would go faster. Yes, and it's, it's never so, ever it's true. It's so ingrained like I could even and I I I actually did this. I would be like, "Lauren, I feel like you want me to go faster, even though I know that you do not. You need to tell me that you do not want to go faster. And she'd be like, I absolutely do not want you to go faster. And then I'd be like, okay. And then like five minutes later, my brain starts going like, Lauren wishes, Lauren she, wishes was go- she was going no. faster. Like, If I had done the first loop at any other pace, this is not an exaggeration. I would not have finished that race. Huh. That, I know for a fact that in the last 10 miles, well, I might have walked it. I would have finished it. Yeah. I would not have run that whole race. Yeah. And we ran that whole race. Yeah. Which is admirable. Yeah. So we uh, we really kept it chill for the first loop. And this is a weird phenomenon, which has not happened to us. And whether it's because it was a 50-mile distance or because we were... I don't even... I, I don't even know that... We, I guess we were going slower than usual, but I... 
I hesitate to say usual because I think it just is our pace right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we picked up conga lines, which is like yeah, a new... I don't know how we, we did that. We tend to be like, after like mm, 2.16 miles, Yeah. we're usually alone. <laughs> like, yeah. Somehow we end yeah. up in like this bubble in between people. Mm-hmm. And on no less than two occasions, maybe three... Laura and I work, if you can believe it, talking nonstop. And just, even, we haven't done a long run together in a really oh, long time. So, so good. we were this, this, like, this chase <laughs> times 10. We were like, <laughs> and like, like a, just a, a murder of wild turkeys. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and, I think people were, like, drawn to be around us. Yes. Like, a, a yes. couple people commented, like, oh, it's just been nice to listen to you guys talk. Or people that listen to this podcast. Like, yeah, Bird Bark Live. Super weird. And we were like, we're not worthy of your affection. Yeah. <laughs> we love you so much. So we would just be talking away and then look behind us, and I'd be like, oh, shit, there's, like, eight people behind Which us. Which feels like a responsibility. Yes, it does. And luckily, I don't feel... Uh, I didn't feel no pressure, pressure because it was just kind no. of like I have you know my heart rate is whatever I do it is. I feel I feel a little bit weird about it because I'm like oh, we should we should let him buy should we let him buy we should let right. him buy we should let him buy yeah uh, it just picks at me a little bit and it's funny though because not just us like I heard lots of other people doing it too where it's like you know just holler when you want to pass and the person behind them would be like. No. no. Yeah. Like, but you would feel like they'd be right on you, but they genuinely didn't want to go away no. from the sound of your voice. Yes. And I think a lot of people that we were around were trying their first 50 or coming back for the redemption 50. Yes. So I think they wanted to genuinely yeah. be around two people who were having as good of a time as we were having. Yeah. Because maybe with like an exception of 11 to 17 minutes, I had the best time ever the entire time. Yes. Yeah. I think I had maybe 11 minutes of discomfort where I was like, Eh, this is not my favorite yeah. thing. But the uh, honest to God, the other 15 and a half hours, I was like, no, this is legitimately my favorite thing. Yeah. Which <laughs> never, like we never happens. We never went to the dark place. We just went to, like, a moderately lit room. Yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> like, true. I'm just going to draw the curtains for a second. I was like, no, I want to look outside again. Yeah, I think that maybe 50 is my distance because I didn't hate anything. See, but I, I think it's more pace and effort related than the distance yeah you're right so uh so we executed really well on keeping it chill keeping it coming at you live um (laughs) and getting lost oh yeah we got lost i kind of forgot about that already that's Um, how much we didn't care about getting lost yeah so there was uh a woman in front of us that was coming at us when we while we were off course and we didn't know it yet and she was like hey i got to a road there wasn't any marking, so I'm assuming we're Fudge. off course. There was like a rogue confidence marker that kind of made us all think that we were still going in the right direction, but yeah. we think maybe it was hunter's tape. Yeah. So we turned back and <laughs> we were debating like, or at least I was. I was like, I'm not sure if I want to see that the course marking was done well and it's mm-hmm. our mistake, mm-hmm. or if I want to see. That somebody fucked something up and like it's not my fault. Yeah, or some Hill Williams came and took it and stuck it. Yes, exactly. Uh, So we came back, 
saw that we had just missed the turn. And it Which turns out. was what, very, very well marked. Yes, it was. So it turns like, out what I wanted was for it to be a course marking fuck up and yeah, not my fuck up. There were like up. 10 flags. Uh, but it was so weird. So there was a woman in front of Laura and I that missed the turn. There was a gentleman named Farouk with us. More to come on him later, I think. Mm-hmm. And a woman behind us that did the same thing. So when all was said and done, there was five of us that did the exact same thing. Yes, one veteran, yeah. 200 ultras, one brand new first time 50 miler, and yeah. one redemption 50 miler. Yeah. And the two of us who've done 15 to yeah. 20 ultras. Yeah. And we were like, how did we all do this? Yeah, within like, I mean, it had to have been like within eight minutes of each other. And we probably, you know what I didn't even consider until now is that we came in under the wire. We came in in 1559, but if we had not lazily dicked around for 25 minutes, I'm not upset about the time. I'm just saying... We did good, and then we did even better than we thought we yes. did. Yes, yeah. So, so I, think, I have no no negative yeah. feedback for us. So I think we did a mile and a half off course, and like I mean, tr- like truly, like I, I, we could not have cared less. It no. really, it really no. was like good. We have more time to yeah, talk. Like, beep up, boop, doop, doo do. Yay! So we continued on, and that was probably was that like ha- oh is that the fall? So I think that's uh, I think that's almost like halfway through the first. Was it the first loop? It was the first loop. Wow, we spent a lot of time with Farouk. Yeah. Um, Big ups to Farouk. Yeah, so let's take a moment us. to talk um, about Farouk. So Farouk was a 68-year-old 60, gentleman from the Fairfax, Virginia area that is a PT and doesn't look a day over 51. True. Uh, and he's originally from... Egypt. Egypt. And... He's about 5'5". Five, five musclier than I am. Very muscly <laughs> and and uh, handsome in his way. Yeah. And he's done over, I think he said over 200, 200 ultras. ultras. So he's been running ultras. Uh, what did he say? It Since must have been 2002 like... was his first. Okay. So 2001, yeah. because he did Mohican in 2003 for the first time ever. He did the 100. Yeah. So that's really cool. So he was telling us a story, and I wish I could remember every detail about it, but he was running some ultra that was out towards the west coast-ish mountains area and was doing some race that like I feel like he said his shirt wouldn't stay or his shirt was chafing him that's what it was his shirt was chafing him and he was running behind a guy that was being paced by his wife at that time and one of them literally gave him the shirt off their back so that he wasn't getting chafed and it was a Mohican shirt so cool and so the the couple said you know like you know, because you took this shirt, like you, you have, have to, to go run, run the Mohican. Mohican. Trail family, I know, loves. so good. So he, so he came and ran the Mohican 100 in 2003. Finished. Mm-hmm. He said at the time there was 20 miles of road Y'all, as part of the course. Y'all, can you fathom that shit? 20 miles of road at Mohican 100. Ew. Under the summer sun. Oh, we God. haven't even talked Kill about me. heat. So uh, let's talk about heat. Yeah. So we. Originally, <laughs> oh, and so just a, just to like really button, just to button up Farouk. So we ended up spending, I would say, at least seventy percent of the race. Oh, easily, yeah. And like it we were never mo- got old. Yeah, and not we were, once. We were moving pretty well, like especially considering like the heat factors and stuff. So we would, you know, we'd power walk for a while, and then we would be running, you know, pretty well. And the whole time, Farouk is just doing that old man strength power hike yep. thing that. 
yeah. a lot of them do, and Barry, did not waver. Roy, just, uh, just doing the exact same this pace overall, essentially, that we were doing. Unreal. We never lost him. And at some point, it turned around, and I was like, Farouk, you're still here? He goes, what did you expect me to do? Go away? <laughs> I was like, I guess I didn't know that you were just so, that you could sustain this pace for so long. And he was like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Also, I think worth mentioning because it's super impressive and also just, you know, eye-opening, being exposed to people of different cultures. He had just gotten done with Ramadan and had been doing the daytime fasting for... For 30 days. Yeah, so the... He was totally depleted. Yeah, so just thinking about, like, coming off of that. But we also had a short discussion about, like, maybe that benefits him because each year he has, like, a forced off period. Right, so so he he doesn't run hard Yeah, he said he takes... I think he said he was off training completely. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Um, so yeah, so he was coming off of that, 68 years old. And I didn't even, sometimes I feel like when people keep up, I'm going to word this poorly, but when people like stay at the same pace, I'll like feel bad, like, oh, I should be going faster. Like if it's somebody I perceive that I should be doing better than. Mm -hmm. But I did not feel that way at all. It was more like, Farouk, you are like, you are like hauling ass. Like he was. you are doing a really good I job was, because we were moving pretty well. We were. Yeah. And he was very like he maintained for yeah. so long. And he also he was one of the few people we saw on the day who had no complaints about the day. Yeah. I don't think Farouk was ever upset about being lost, upset about the heat, no. upset about his own pace. He was just like, Oh, pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was he was very good company. Um, yeah, I love people who are just like, okay. Sounds uh-huh. good. Oh, also, it, we after being lost, at every turn, Farouk would yell the direction of the turn that was coming as loud as he could. He would say, left, Mohican. <laughs> so every turn for the rest of the race from the time that we were lost until we separated, like, I don't know, only like 10 miles from the end or something, it was like, right, Mohican. Dot nut. We laughed our asses off with... Let's go back a little bit to heat management. And uh, in this heat management zone, we did a lot of icing. We did a lot of, you know, keeping the pace low. And it should... So at the beginning of the race, RD had said... Because all week it had said it was going to be really fucking hot. Right. It was supposed to be like, 89. And the RD said at the beginning of the race, like, hey, like, some good news. Like, the weather forecast up here last night, it actually should not be as hot as they were saying it would be. False! Really? Yes. Oh, you told me this. Yes. So I actually looked up the historical temperature, like high temperature, once the day had passed, and it did get up to a high of 90 degrees. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, we felt that. And here's how we know we felt that, is because (laughs) we got to the edge of the silly place Uh many times. Several times. Where we would just be like, (laughs) don't even have olives there. I mean, just telling like dumb stories that weren't that funny. No, just not became at all. The, just became like the running the joke of the, of the entire day. day. Yeah. Also, and I feel like I feel like it's when you have a night where you almost or you do get like blackout drunk, and the next day you remember <laughs> things, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, that was oh. weird. Yeah. Oh, do you remember at one point I was like, we need to mark this. We need to remember this as something for the toolkit, and it was singing songs in the voice of the coal habs from. SNL, which is the couple that sings oh, like this. Yes. So, oh, that it, does work yeah, so well. Yeah, so like uh, SNL, you Saturday Night name. Live reference, uh, the couple that was played by Will Ferrell and not Sherry O'Terry. No, 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 no. 
It's a uh, Anna Gas Anna Anna really? Gasteyer. Okay. Gasteyer. It's it's not the woman from. No, I have no idea. From Bridesmaid. From Bridesmaids? No. Okay. No, it's Anna Gasteyer, I think. Okay. So anyway, so they're like an older couple that just sing like a Popular bunch of songs. pop songs in like a singing song ye like churchy yeah, kind so we of gospel voice. All your ladies leave your man at home. The club is full of daughters and the fight is so grown. And all your fellas in a row with their friends. Cause it's 1130 and the club is jumping, jumping. Yeah, yeah. So that's a tool for your toolbox. Yes, yeah. So hope you have a friend that sings. So when you start thinking things, which even though it still holds up, but when you have that as a thought of like being like, we need to remember to share this on Birth Barf as a valid strategy that for was, staying in yeah, a positive it's like place. Tripping. It's like tripping. It's like when you come back from taking too much mushrooms and you're like, oh man, I wrote down this amazing thing. And it's that every... Sunday night, you have to look at your yearbook to remember the person that you used to be. <laughs> we should do inner tube racing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that. Yeah. So there was it, lots of moments like that. I think, be, again, because of the heat, um, I think, not I think, our experience with having done ultras and being in the heat really helped us yeah. manage that and use yeah. that as like a symptom. Like, mm-hmm. we literally would be like, oh, we're starting to feel like too silly. We yeah. we literally need to slow down. And we did because, because it, I we mean did it's it a side effect. It is feeling yeah. silly is a side effect. Yes. Also, like when if you find yourself if it's a hotter race and you find yourself asking, I don't know what's wrong with me. That's it's, heat. You're hot. You need to cool you're down. Hot. Like, and I've seen that so many times because your brain doesn't even work well enough to tell you that you're hot. Mm-hmm. When, like, if you're a crew person, I feel like this is a, like, key piece of advice. If your runner is saying, like, I just don't know what's wrong with me and heat could potentially be a factor, it's they heat. need to cool off. Yeah. Like, or if they say, like, I just can't make good decisions or yeah. I can't make good, I just can't make good sentences. Yeah. That's always my number one trigger to yeah. say, like, I need to cool down and walk. Yeah. And we, um, especially with our experience in San Diego, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just... The worst. Yeah. It was... Bleh. Um, bleh. We iced... I mean, I think we started icing at, I would think at the latest 10 a.m. Earlier. Earlier, because at the, at the second aid station, the cool running... Cool running skirts girls yeah. were there with buckets of ice and we doused Oh no, I'm saying at Mohican 50. Oh, yes, 10 a.m. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, definitely at 10 a.m. Because I was like, I feel good, I feel great, I feel wonderful. And then at 10 a.m. I was like, oh, I have the wah-wahs. Yeah. Also another sign of heat exhaustion is if you feel like your head is a is a heartbeat. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> if you feel like your head might explode into an uh, explosion of blood. Yeah. Or if you can tell your blood pressure by listening <laughs> in your ears, uh-huh. then you're hot. Yes. Uh, you might be hot if you can hear your blood pressure in your ears. But uh, I have to say, the most successful race that was hot ever for me because I was able to eat at every aid station on the day. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that some of this might be psychosomatic and that I knew that I would be done at 50 miles. Uh-huh. So my body was like, you're not going to go on through the night. You can eat whatever you want. I don't know, dude. You've had races where it's gone to shit before 50. Yeah, maybe so. Also, um, have you had a 50K where you had tum-tum stuff? Oh, yeah. For sure. So, that's a, sure. I really think, I really think mm-hmm. it was pace. So, like, um, Felt good. Felt so yeah. good. I ate all the quesadillas in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think I've seen Lauren eat that much whole food at a race oh, ever. Oh, so good. Um, I still relish today the feeling of, like, 
and I want to put pickles on my quesadilla, <laughs> and I want another quesadilla on that quesadilla, and then mm-hmm. I want to drink a beer and a Coca-Cola. With a quesadilla in it. With a quesadilla in it, and then I'm going to have two olives, and then we're going to go. Mm-hmm. It, I got, I, I, I still love that moment. Yeah. And it felt good. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done a race that I felt, like, mentally, because I'm all about doing what I plan to do, and because the plan or the goal was to have a good race and to stick to like heart rate targets for the first half. I mean, if you're at your heart rate goal, you, there's really nothing else you need to do. It's That's it's true. so it's so that, objective. That is a science. Yes, yes it is it's a so science. objective. Whereas like if your goal is to like, I mean, it's not even a time based goal. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to no, PR. I'm not trying to make a certain time. Yeah, it's just I want to my body to be comfortable enough to go to the distance mm-hmm. at this exact mm-hmm. heart rate. And not be wrecked when I'm done. So, like, we got to, we stopped. Uh, it's funny. I wish I had, I wish I knew how much time we're at each aid station. Because in my head, I feel like we were at each aid station for the perfect amount of time, which was, like, two maybe, minutes. I was going to say four minutes, three to four minutes. You're probably because right. only I because, was having too much fun. Yeah, only because of the, to- like, the time that it takes to ice everything. So literally every aid station, mm-hmm. we were like filling our bladders with ice, filling our sports bra with ice. Right, and we, were, and back. we were in line for that. Yes, we and like filling our buffs with ice and then eating whole food at pretty much every aid station. Or just rolling in, screaming like Led Zeppelin yes. at the people who were there to serve us. <laughs> that, that was also pretty good. It's one of the best moments of my life. Yeah, which song was it? Where? Oh, baby! Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was, my singing was, Exactly. And the guy who was behind the table actually had earplugs in and yes. like pointed to them. And I was like, no, no, he didn't. He, he actually, didn't. no, he was the one that was howling like a wolf, oh, okay. like in response. So I was just like, shr- just shrill shrieking. And his response was like, I'm going to participate by howling like a wolf. And it was, oh. it was great. Yeah. He oh, was like, he was, oh. no, that, he was making fun of like, Yes. That's what you do when people oh, yes. sing terribly. Uh-huh. And then we left that aid station and some guy told us that his nickname was Butthole. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's very nice. Uh, uh, I, sta- I'm in the mood for Mohican still right now. <laughs> aid station love. Uh, one oh, of the- oh, please tell the story about my favorite thing falling yes, from the sky. So like, we had spent, again, quite kind of early on, just fantasizing about snow cones falling from the sky. Like, literally, we're all about, like, acting out things. We were holding, holding our hands, our hands out. out. Like, like, cones. like snow cones were going to just, like, fall put, into them put or it, appear. Put snow cones in my hands. And so we get to the covered bridge aid station, which is, like, uh, 13 miles in, and we're opening the ice cooler to, like, restock stuff. That's and we're big. like, what's, what was the blender? What's the blender for? And somebody was like, oh, we're making slushies. And it was like, <laughs> So we had blue slushies that I filled with Mountain Dew. I mean, it was like crack cocaine. Yeah. And I mean, oh, when you can get small bits of crack. It was the Gannon ice. family. Thank you, Gannon family. Yes, always. I don't the entire any... Gannon clan, minus Robbie, but minus you know. the one who. I mean, and I still, still big ups, Mister, Mister Robbie Gannon for boycotting this race because yeah. I also, I also Stick believe by guns. that this RD has his uh, struggles. Yes. So big ups. However, Brie Gannon and your babies. Y'all yeah. treated us A so plus good. plus. A so plus we got plus. we got slushies after fantasizing about snow cones falling from the sky. We oh they had for me this would probably make Lauren gag. For me they had little uh 
like, um, the hell are like the little condiment cups called? Like that yeah. you get like ketchup put into. Yeah, them. yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's what they're called. I don't know. We'll say paper shot glasses. Sure. Um, that were full of honey, which I was totally oh, down with. No, disgusting. They had, they had beets at one of the eight That was awesome. That somehow was like. Yes. Put, put also, baby girl, again, put it on me. <laughs> again, like the whole day was about imagining things and then getting them. So we were like walking out of one of the aid stations and somebody had dropped a bag of food like on the ground. And we were like, ooh, what is that? Yes, this this is where we are. I was like, oh, it's beef jerky. I was like, I was hoping it was beets. And then we and then, and then we, we go to an beets. aid station later and we got beets. Like, uh, and then we went. Uh, we can go to the end of the first loop. Yeah. So yeah, 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 our totally. campsite, you know, despite the porter potty nonsense mm-hmm. and all the noise, Which they and replaced stuff, by the time we got back. There, the our stuff was on the loop, so we just left our cooler like under the tailgate of our car. So when mm-hmm. we essentially finished up the first loop, we had sat down next to the car and like re-iced, had split an energy drink. Ate like Good. some uh, homemade chocolate truffle things that Lauren mm-hmm. had made from mm-hmm. the cookbook Run Fast, Eat Slow. Highly recommend. Yes. And what else did we eat? Mm, I didn't eat anything else, I don't think. I think I changed out some food. Yeah. Oh, and Farouk was coming up on us when we were seated in piles of ice. Yes. And he came up on us, and I, we always, I always put, after BFC, I've learned to put washcloths in the cooler. Yeah. So I ran up to him. And I, I was like, can you eat chocolate? He was like, I love chocolate. And I put one of my salty balls in his mouth and then covered the back of his neck with And it. then he put one in, no. No. <laughs> and then I put my cold washcloth in the back of his neck and he went, <gasps> and like inhaled the salty ball. And he was like, this is good. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so we like totally reset at the end of the first loop. Uh, Cause it was starting to get warmer, and I think my unhappy minutes were right, uh, right, right before, right that. before that. So mm-hmm. right towards the end of the first loop was kind of like, mm, it's like a little too hot, and like p- again that whole thing of like your brain calibrating to whatever mm-hmm. distance. For me, like sometimes the halfway point can be really like refreshing, and you just go like my saying is always like now you just have to get back to the car like you're already out yeah. as far as you need to go. Yeah. Now you just need to like but cruise like cruise at home. You had to go all the way back. Yeah. Out. So this time it was kind of like oh we have to do that all over again. I did not feel like that until we had ten miles to go. Okay. I did not feel cruddy until maybe like seven to go when I was like yeah go home now yeah. But we reset at the car, which was also just kind of novel because it, it was, was fun. Like, it was it like, was oh, we're at our own car. We chugging freezing cold monster mm-hmm. when you've been in the woods for, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, a nice buff face. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went to the actual aid station at the end of the first loop. And the one thing that we both were like, okay, we've like, we've stocked up on everything else. The one thing we want is hot pizza yeah, or like or grilled, grilled cheese or something like yeah. a food of substance mm-hmm. of like. Grease, you know, and there's a certain kind of grease that only comes with warm or hot food, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So we get to the aid station, and I guess we just weren't slow enough. They did not have, like, the hot food yet beca- but for, like, the 100 milers. What they did have was sweet, sweet Johnny Rutherford. <laughs> yes, which was so, like, bless you, Johnny, sir. I hope you, you still listen to this, even though you have your own sweet-ass podcast now. Uh, We'll plug it, Run Beer and BS, which is fantastic. And they are very good about putting out a weekly episode. Yeah. Great so job, guys. if you're into that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but he, like, gave us a big hug and was, like, just 
you oh know, my like God, it was yelling so and, you know, and oh, it felt so good. Yeah. And we haven't run, I haven't run a ton of local races, so it's just nice to like have a bunch of people that, oh. you know, and like familiarity. And so it was really just fun to like dick around and joke around with beautiful. them. And even though we were like, where the fuck's your pizza? <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit of a dick and I'd like to apologize for that now, but I think that you understand where I'm coming from. Like if you, if you want a thing, uh, well, and what spoiled bees we are the whole day. We're like, I want snow cones. We get snow cones. We're yeah. like, how about beets? And we get beets. And then yeah, we're like, like pizza. And we're like, no pizza. Get out fuck of here. I'm place. leaving. Goodbye. Like, I'm going to set this place on fire. Yeah. Fuck the um, station. But we did find instead of grilled cheese, apparently deli meat and cheese sandwiches would be the jam of the day. Yes, I am. You know, you have. <laughs> Don't worry. I don't think deli meat actually has any meat in it. Um, yep. It was turkey or ham. So it's funny. Turkey in or thinking, ham? No one knows. In thinking back, was it bologna? No, it was not. Okay. Okay. It was a ham. I don't know. Ham or turkey? It was not ham. I feel like I had no okay. ham. It was, I think it was turkey, turkey and American cheese on white bread with a little bit of mayonnaise. <laughs> oh my god. Would never eat ever. I'm glad you said it wasn't bologna. I actually, for whatever reason, no. this week I, no. I didn't stop like mid run, but I was like, <gasps> "Oh, was it bologna?" <laughs> <laughs> no, and I must have had. They were quartered, and I probably had ten on the day. Uh, it was easily so. What for whatever reason, and like you know, I, again, more more advice for running ultras. Don't think that you already know what you want no taste it all yes the rainbow like (laughs) i don't even know what made me reach for i think i was like this is the closest thing to a grilled cheese and Mm -hmm. we were both just like oh and also added potato chips to it and so like as we progressed potato chips as we progressed along i was literally just taking like a handful of potato chips the quarter of sandwich (laughs) smashing it to a ball and then like a little kid being like lauren watch me eat this thing (laughs) And shoving the whole thing I in want my mouth, that and so it made me bad. so happy. I, I genuinely want to eat that right and now. And like white bread, who I no, I, never. I never get to eat white I bread. I always tell my family, I was like, "That's cake. You don't eat cake. Yeah. for dinner." I think even Arbor is like, "White bread's not great for you." Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other aid station props. So great music selection. One aid. So there's four aid stations on the loop. And one had like oldies at the at one point. One had B. Like one had, yes. one had classic, uh, classic rock. 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 Oh, yeah. One God. had. Oh, I wish I could remember the other one. Mm. Oh, the, yeah. The other one was like Allison. The Allison Chains potato chip aid station. Yes. Yeah. So classic rock, and then you know like grunge rock. Right. Grunge yes. rock was its own yes. station. Yes. As it should. Which you enjoyed and I made fun of you for. Yes. Although, you were making fun and then you were like, oh, this is Alice in Chains, and then you stopped being a bee. <laughs> bitch! <laughs> you know. A bitch. Yeah, a bitch. No, I'm into it. I'm yeah. into it. So, aid stations were great. We do the first the first loop, wrap that up. We get some loving from Johnny Rutherford, get uh, smashed deli meat sandwiches mm. in our face, and are, like, totally rejuvenated to go out on the second loop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny though, if I had to. Re- oh, I know what it, I know what happened because. Do you? I yes, don't. I do because Blank. I and I I actually um, I know this. So I had been thinking like, oh my gosh, we're halfway done. We have to do that all over again. And I was thinking about that fact almost, like. Not so hard, but it was in there so much that I was like, oh man, like these miles are gonna go so slow. They're gonna go so, so. Oh, 
oh, we're six, seven miles into the first loop. Remember I said, like... Oh, yeah, we blipped out. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, man, we just got, like, seven free miles. Like, it was kind of unreal. Like, the timing yeah, was we, great. Yeah, we got a good chunk of, of fun time. Which just cracked me up because I literally was like, oh, man, the beginning of this first, this second loop, it's not going to be good, not going to be good. And I was like, oh, it's done. Never mind, I wasn't also, paying attention. We just had a lot of... We had a lot of silly fun times on the second loop. Yes, we did. We played music, mm -hmm. which is always like, not always, but I would say 90% of the time for you and I, we just go into like music zone and just yeah, kind of like space fun. out for I would have forgotten that had you not told me. Yeah. Um, but I remember saying to you like while we were running like, oh man, I was really dreading the part of this and I just totally spaced out. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I think on the second loop is where I had my... I had olives and beer at an aid station where you come yeah. out on the road and then go back into the woods. Yeah, like out of the state park. I love that. Yeah. Aid station. Yeah. I was so happy. I was like kind of listening to Annie. She was telling me something. I was kind of not listening at all. And she just looked at me and I was just like throwing more olives into my face and chugging more beer. And she was like, I Which, don't know how just, you're doing all Despite me essentially eating bologna, I, I, olives, Ugh. It's not yeah, my jam. Yeah, used to be me too. Yeah. I forced myself. Wait till you're 36. You'll like them. Oh, we also got Otter Pops or free Freeze Pops. Oh, yeah. Which, whew, That's that, not my jam at all. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. No. I, just having cold flavored ice things. No, it doesn't do it for whew. me. Um, other things that ha happened on the second loop. One of the gratifying things of sticking to a plan that involves taking it easy mm -hmm. is when other people start to fall apart. <laughs> That's a messed up thing to say, but when, because at the beginning of the race, like no matter how practiced you are at going out slow and slowing down, mm -hmm. you're still just kind of like, uh, should I be going faster? Or like yeah. other people are going around you. And then when you see those same people later, you're like, you know, it's validation that you made the right choice. Yes. Again, it's fucked up to say. We're not these. springboarding from these. No. Well, maybe in BFC we're springboarding. Yeah. On a regular day, we're not like, relishing the sadness of other individuals. Right. We're just like, go yeah. slower. And we've done that. I mean, we've been the walking dead people. We have. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and it's, I mean, it's just more fun to finish a race feeling uh, good. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to say mm -hmm. it, it's fun to finish a race feeling okay, mm -hmm. but we like felt good. We finished. So let's go straight to it. Yeah. So the sun set and we had maybe four miles on trail with headlamps. And we should say, so we were both pretty excited about the sun going down and being like, oh, it's going to cool off. It did not. Because no, it was that hot. last little part in the woods, we were calling it the butt crack of Mohican. Yeah. It's like a little valley where there's no like wind movement. The air does not come through. There. Another weather side note. At one point, there was a thunderstorm that was so dark and impending. Oh, I had to ask Lauren. Came. I had to ask Lauren if it was because I really didn't know. I was like, is it like sunset time? Like, what time is it? And it was like four o'clock. It was like, oh my gosh, the storm is so close that it it's, never fucking came. It, there was thunder, no rain, no rain. And like, we had a couple of the fast hundred mile people. <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. Maybe not even the fastest hundred mile people pass us. Pass us, yeah. And one of the guys was like, 
I'd be a lot better if it would rain, you know, and it yes. was just like, it was so close. I don't even know where it ended up going, but like we not, had every, every symptom of a no, rainstorm minus come. the rain. But yeah, so we're in the last part, the sun, the sunset, we're hoping that it'll cool off. Like for me, nighttime is always the magic time. That's like always when you surprisingly feel good because it cools off for a hot race and it just didn't cool off while we were in the woods. No. So we put our headlamps on. And I think this is the only part that I sort of felt like a minor bit of having to gut it out. Yeah. Well, because we, because I think we both started to feel like we should be able to start picking it up a little bit because it's cooling off. And we would, our our big like heat symptom of the day was hot face. We kept just being like, oh, oh my face is getting too hot. Yes. Like my face is getting too hot. Yes. Like for whatever reason, and actually it's probably because of like ice placement and stuff because we were both doing ice like on our necks and had it like in our our sports I bras burned and stuff. through the last aid yeah. station like i put it all in my body and then i evaporated <laughs> yeah it two and a half fucking hours <laughs> so like we i think like the first place it would show up when we were getting hot is we both just had hot what we were calling hot face like that feeling <laughs> of like your face being a radiator mm-hmm. and i kept saying like again a sign of the heat because i was like this is such a clever thing to think and talk about i was like if someone looked at me with infrared vision my face would be like white <laughs> more trippy mm-hmm. thoughts yeah yeah more trippy thoughts um so we would like try to start like you know uh, smell in the barn and then it'd be like no we need to slow we yet. need to slow down Not like yet. you know and it you know like five or six miles at the end of a 50 miler can seem like it's a short distance but like for us that's still an hour and a half ish so, like very long yeah also because once you finish the Mohican mountain bike loop backwards you see the miles countdown on the trail Mm-hmm. And so when you get to one, you actually have two left. The other thing that we were telling ourselves to help with that, because we knew that that would happen, is we just kept saying, like, we have 10 miles to do once True. we get into the campground. True. And, like, whereas we knew that was complete silliness, like, we, we really, like, held on to that. that yeah. Because otherwise, if you start doing, like, as soon as I gotta get out of the woods, it's a home stretch. It's not. Like, you still have to go around, like, the whole campground. You see mm-hmm. everybody else is already done. And, like, all this other stuff. So we were just like, okay, we really need to, like... You know, that central governor thing of your brain shutting it down when it thinks it's time to shut down is real. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, nope, we've got 10 miles when we've got, we get into camp. Like, remember, we've got 10 miles when we get into camp. And then we had about, right, probably exactly a mile to go. And we're coming into the road, which is where you do the loop at Forget the PR. Mm-hmm. So, like, the gravel loop that pretty much goes around all of Mohican Adventure. It's so painful to run. And we saw, I saw headlamps behind us, two headlamps, both with yellow bibs. Mm-hmm. And I said, what would you say if I said, we can't let these dudes pass us? And Annie dropped it like it was hot and then was fumbling for her phone and looking for the right song. She's like, not this song, not this song, not this song. <laughs> and I nailed it. Queen, clear. <laughs> Queen, don't stop me now. And then we bailed. We bailed. Bailed on those motherfuckers. <laughs> and if you're our friends, we still say yeah, whatever. too bad. Yeah, you could have been campers. Like I, I know you. But they really this. tried yes. to light it up. Yeah, they did. Which they was chased fun. us for a half a mile, and yeah. so we dropped it down and dropped it down and yeah. dropped it down. And it was so fun to be in the campgrounds because people were still out having a good time. Because yeah. by then it was still like maybe nine or ten o'clock. Yeah. So either people had were runners and were like. Woo! looking strong well, or, or they were people that were already drunk, drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're just like ah. Ah. 
and people kept saying things like, yeah, oh, wow, good pace, looking strong, which no one's ever said to me at the end of an ultra in yeah. my life. They've been like, don't <laughs> die. die. <laughs> Stay upright. Please don't fall over. Use your abs. <laughs> Do you have a stick? Here's a stick. Exactly. That makes me think of the end of Indiana 100. <laughs> um, so we, we dropped that last mile at, like, track pace so we did on average for the last mile and a half we did a 10 minute pace which, which feels yeah and insane. honestly though like so and we walked an uphill because there was a slight uphill on the yep. course like and you know this is an ultra running podcast for the most part so i'm sure that nobody is scoffing at the fact Mm-mm. that 10 minute miles at the end of an a 50 miler is fast um And, like, we even had to, like, hop across the rocks to go across the river to the finish Mm -hmm. line. So, Mm -hmm. like, we were, were like, hauling butt. Like, and, but it was fun. Like, it was so much fun, which, again, is just an indication, I think, of executing the plan for the day, which was, like, don't, don't, like, dip into the bucket. This is, like, you know, have a good time. Do a good job. Add minor moments why are we fucking doing this? Sure. Because I'm friends with Ann Lang. (laughs) This is so fucked up. I've been burning it out all day long, and now I'm... And now I'm twisting it out. <laughs> this is insane. This is dumb. Why are we still running this fast? And then I was like, yes. <laughs> and like, yes. I, so, and I was like literally turning to Lauren period. I think I said at least twice while we were running faster. I am having fun. Yeah. So then I knew I couldn't, like I, I was just going to have to suffer no matter what. <laughs> because Annie was You didn't let on too much. Oh, I was, I was... Oh, it was a hurting Oh, I did. You did. When we were, like, going across the river, you were like, do not drop me. And I was like, no, I will not. We had 0.1 miles to go. If my best friend was going to drop me at the end of the only 50 we've run ever that, in our lives, I was going real, to, that's was a going real to fly and tackle you into the grass that's and be a, like, like, you right, wait. Right before the finish line, flying tackle you, take you down, and then just inch across the line on my all fours around you. <laughs> good, good. That's yeah. what I would have yeah. fucking done. And if... And that is, my brain, like, does the, uh, finish hard thing, hard, like, hardcore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have, like, some, some neuron. I don't know what fires. it is. I don't know. And then your body's just like, yes, we will run sevens. Yeah. Somehow my body is like, no, no, keep a 20 minute pace all day. But at now the end, sevens! Sevens! <laughs> But yeah, so we we closed out hard, and it was just, I mean, it was really, it was, it was just fun. So we made it across the line in 1559. Which we honestly didn't have any, like... I I had assumed we would finish at 10 o'clock that day, and we finished at 9.59, and that made me pleased as punch. Yeah. And we, so that ends up being like a 19.15 pace or something. I think we were under 19 when you consider the mile and a half we were lost, so... Certainly not, like, fast by any means, but I'm super, like, stoked about how it went because, um, and I had another epiphany after the race, too. You had said something like, it's amazing, like, after all your time off for your injury that you could do this. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, honestly, like, in in my head, I feel like... Uh, because I didn't actually end up, like, having an injury, so to speak. Like, when I was afraid that I had a stress fracture, I didn't have a stress fracture. I just kind of thought, like, oh, well, even though I took time off, like, I don't have to, like, heal my body from anything. So it doesn't feel the same, even though it's, like, regardless of what I took it off from, I had a month off. Like you I had a from whole month off. Again. Yeah, so it was like, oh yeah, it is good. It is good that I did. A and Annie wasn't even fucking sore. P.S. 
Annie starts from scratch. I never stopped training. I couldn't walk for a day and a half. And the next two days I had pain in my ITs. Annie was like, I wasn't even that bad. Yoga. That's, I'll chalk it up to yoga. That's probably it. And uh, my massage acupuncture cupping person. I think that's helping a Yeah, lot I too. can't afford that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, exciting news. Our next podcast will contain the uh, incredible feats of Anne Lang. Solo, yeah. solo mission at a 12-hour road. Eight. Eight. It started at 10 p.m., went till 6 a.m. I don't know why we always fuck that up. I know. And an eight-hour Rogaine event up in Michigan. Yeah, so I'm stoked to I'm stoked to talk about that. So that'll have to I'm just gonna have to close the release valve back up and just barf it at you. Hopefully you the next you episode. don't forget anything, so no. it won't be a problem. Um, but yes, yeah, so you have that. Until next time, uh, have a sweet time. Don't stop running. We love you.